0: Welcome to A Slob Comes Clean, the podcast. I am Dana K. White. I share my personal deslobification process as I figure out ways to keep my own home under control. I share the truth about cleaning and organizing strategies that actually work in real life for real people, people who don't love cleaning and organizing. Thanks for joining me today. This is podcast number 369, and I am going to call it Perfect or Right we're talking about perfectionism and a way to reframe that. And maybe where it is perfectionism and it isn't perfectionism. This is a buzzword. I mean, this is a word that a lot of people love to talk about, uh, when it's in regards to, um, regard regards, which one is it? Who knows? I mean, one of, some of y'all know, I guarantee you, you know, and other days I might feel like I know, but today's not one of those days, but, perfectionism is one of those things that a lot of people like to talk about, like, Oh, well, I'm a perfectionist, or you hear it's perfectionism that is causing you to not be able to get started on your house. Cause you don't want to do anything unless you do it perfectly. And for a lot of people that's freeing to hear that and realize, Oh, that's what's going on. That's a big part of it for others. Uh, maybe they hear that and they, and I'm talking about myself here. Uh, oh, I'm a perfectionist. Well, a perfectionist sounds really good. Like, Oh, my house is a disaster. Cause I'm a perfectionist. <laughs> like I, I'm pretty sure that's kind of the attitude that I have had at some points. So the way I define it, like how, what you should call yourself is call yourself or think of the situation in whatever way helps you do something. In whatever way helps you think of things in a way that frees you to make progress, that's how you should think of it. So if it helps you to call yourself a perfectionist, call yourself a per- perfectionist. If that helps you realize, oh, I'm being perfectionistic right now, so I need to let go of that, not be perfectionist and get stuff done. If it helps you get stuff done, great. But if you call yourself a perfectionist and somehow that kind of just perpetuates the issue and you don't actually then get things done because you've identified that, then maybe think of yourself or think of the situation in a different way. Makes sense? Like I'm really big on however you need to think of it, think of it that way as long as it helps you make progress, which is one of the reasons that I have these podcasts, right? Because we explore things and we go, okay, well, if I look at it from this angle or that angle, it helps me move forward. And that's what we're always going for is helping ourselves move forward, right? Okay, I did wanna make sure that you know that I have decluttering coaches now. If you need someone to guide you through my decluttering process or guide you through decluttering in general, I have coaches trained by me, certified by me. They are at declutteringcoaches.com. Those are all my coaches who are listed there on the really cool map feature. You need to go check it out if you haven't. And, uh, if you don't have one in your area, most of them also do online coaching and it is so fun, so fun in our coaches group to hear how excited they are about helping people. Like it's, they're very excited. Okay. And they'll come out and say, that was so much fun. I had such a great session and I love that. All right. So let's talk about perfection, perfect or right here. Let me just explain what it is that has made me think about this. So y'all know, I think about this stuff all the time, right? And then I'm like, Hmm, I think I'll do a podcast on that and blather on out loud instead of just in my head or out loud where people are going to hear it instead of just out while I'm working in my garden. Right? So I've been working in my garden. This is not a gardening podcast, but it reminds me that, um, I have no idea what I'm doing. Maybe I have a better idea, except that what I'm planning right now is this stuff that is not the same stuff that I planted last year because I actually knew to get started a little bit earlier to get my lettuce and kale and cabbage and things like that that I was too late for last year anyway. so blah, 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 I'm learning, right? I'm learning. So I kind of go back and forth between this like, Dana, don't be a perfectionist. Like this doesn't have to be perfect. It's better for me to just do something. And then also, a little bit of me that's like, yeah, but there's also a right way to do things. <laughs> like, <laughs> there's also like some ways that I do things that are, that are wrong. And so, uh, so many times I've realized that yes, while I was a perfectionist, a lot of my issue, you know, in my home, like, oh, I don't want to do that unless I can do it right. But a lot of the issue was I didn't know how to do it right. I didn't know the right way to do things. Now we can, like I said, only if this helps you think of it this way, because some of you are spinning out going, Oh, but you're, are you telling me I have to do it the right way? I'm not saying the right way, like the perfect way. I'm just saying, I didn't know that dishes were the first thing I should do. I didn't know that I needed to keep up with dishes in a way, because if I didn't, that was going to make everything else in my house, like, screech to a stop, the kind of stop where everything piles up behind it, right? Like a cartoon stop. Everything was going to screech to a stop if I did not keep my dishes done. I didn't know that. So I didn't know the right way. So as I'm working in my garden, it's one of those things I'm thinking about. I'm like, I don't really know all the right ways. I know more than I did last year. I am getting something done. I grew some things. I made some pickles because last year, because I didn't let perfectionism get in the way, but there's also power in knowing the right way to do something. Right. Right. <laughs> get it? Right. All right. Oh my word. You don't even know why I'm thinking that's funny, but anyway, it's been a day. All right. So, um, if needing to know the right way is holding you back, then Read my books because I figured out the right way to do things, right? Or just start doing the dishes and say, okay, I know the dishes are important. I don't quite get exactly the right way to do the dishes, whatever, but I'm going to go ahead and do them. And I always say, when I started doing the dishes, I didn't know the right way to do them, but I did them anyway because doing the dishes was the right thing. As I did them, I figured out. The right way for my house. Okay. I am pretty sure this is going to be a blathering podcast because I'm already confusing myself anyway. Um, but how do you need to think of this? Are you concerned with doing something incorrectly? Is it that, Oh, well, I can't do it perfectly because I don't have the time or the energy, or I'm afraid that I won't whatever. Or is it that you literally don't know what to do? Right. I'm going to tell you what to do. The right thing to do is to do your dishes every day. The right thing to do is if you have no time or energy to do anything else, but the dishes still do the dishes, knowing the order, knowing the things that move the needle. We've talked about that a lot, right? What moves the needle? What actually makes an impact on your house? Doing the dishes, doing them again tomorrow and again the next day so that they never become this huge overwhelming mess doing a five minute pickup, that's the right thing to do at pretty much any time, right? Dealing with procrastic clutter, dealing with the stuff that as you look around, you're like, oh my goodness, there's so much to do. <laughs> I don't have time right now to focus. I need to use my energy and my time on something other than these piles of unfolded clean laundry on the couch. I'm telling you the right thing to do is to deal with the procrastic clutter. Okay. So, so that's where I'm coming in and telling you anything you do is going to make your house better. Even if it's the wrong thing, like don't let perfectionism get in the way. Even mistakes are going to move you forward. Even if all they do is show you that that was a mistake and that it would actually be a more effective use of your time to do something different. Right. But you're listening to this podcast. So take my advice that the right way the right things to do are dishes deal with procrastinate clutter get stuff out of your house get it out of your house don't stuff shift stuff shift is wrong decluttering is right getting stuff out of the house it is right that your house is going to be easier to manage once you get stuff out okay so a couple other examples and i'm not for sure if these are going to be great examples or not but like you know, my husband speaks Spanish and he is, uh, he's not a native speaker, but he, and he would not call himself. um, Well, now I can't even think of the word. Y'all know what it is. You all know what I'm saying. The word that is in my brain is eloquent. And that is not the word fluent. Well, they have the int at the end, right? Fluent. He, He doesn't consider himself fluent. And I'm, I think because technically he knows what fluent means and he's not fluent but he does speak Spanish very, very well. Uh, he uses it in his job. He communicates. Anyway, we went to a Spanish speaking country and this is a couple of years ago. And it was so interesting to me that it took him longer to start communicating with people because he was so concerned about speaking correctly because he knows more than I do. Where I was like, I know a little bit of Spanish. I took four years in high school. I know a little Spanish, like an actual little Spanish. And so I would just say things, and they were just wrong. And yet, I communicate with people and they were all like, Oh, you speak Spanish. I mean, they were like excited that I was communicating. Right. Because we were, I mean, I was, I can think of a word that I'm pretty sure is really close to this, or at least is another version of something. And I will be able to get my point across. And so I wasn't afraid of making mistakes because I didn't have this. She's a Spanish speaker on me. I was like, I'm just going to try, right? Like I'm going to try to communicate with someone. So it was interesting that it took him longer to be able to relax and really communicate. And once he did, he was way better than I was, but it was because of the perfectionism, right? Like he, right. (laughs) But for the purposes that I needed, I just needed to communicate. I just needed to speak to someone, find out what we needed, have a conversation with someone. And so I was going to use whatever I knew, right? So think of it that way. Say is perfectionism is this idea of perfectionism holding me back. Am I being perfectionistic and it's holding me back? can I do this wrong, move forward. And by doing it wrong, then I'm going to figure out what it actually takes to do it right. Okay. And then take the, take the information that you've been given that you've heard from me here on the podcast. Getting the most out of your grocery dollar can be challenging these days to say the least. Having a focused a slob comes clean for this amazing deal. Again, that's prepdish.com slash a slob comes clean for your first two weeks free. This is a no brainer. My new digital picture frame from Aura is honestly my new favorite thing. It is a beautiful frame that displays a new photo every 10 minutes. Y'all, I'm delighted every time I walk by my beautiful Aura frame. One frame, lots and lots of photos that I can enjoy. That is a great solution for what can be a clutter problem, right? So how does one frame show show so many photos? Well, I preload photos onto the frame using a super simple app that Aura has. I have also shared the app with my kids so they can add photos to my frame anytime from wherever they are. Now that my kids are all traveling and moving to different cities, this is like a mama dream come true. So we are also loading up a frame with pictures for my mom for Mother's Day. It only took me two minutes to get started using my Aura app. You can upload an unlimited number of photos, invite others to share photos directly to your frame with no fees or memberships. Right now, Aura has a great deal for Mother's Day. Listeners can save on the perfect gift by visiting AuraFrames.com to get $30 off plus free shipping on their best-selling frame. That's A-U-R-A-Frames.com. Use code CLEAN at checkout to save. Terms and conditions apply. This episode is sponsored by BetterHelp. Projects so many Projects, taking care of all the things gets overwhelming. So when I get that feeling of overwhelm, I know I need to take steps to make my mental well-being a priority. Having someone to talk to, like a better health therapist, can really help. This time of year is always busy, but with my youngest child graduating from high school, we have lots of extra projects that need my attention. I know from experience that these are the times when it feels extra helpful and essential to talk through my emotions with my therapist. BetterHelp makes it easy to connect with a licensed therapist. The online platform simplifies the process. It's accessible and affordable. After answering a short questionnaire, you can choose whether you prefer to meet via phone call, video, or live chat, and you can plan your sessions at your convenience to suit your schedule. Find your social sweet spot with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash clean today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, hel com slash clean. I honestly think, and looking at this, because you know, one of my issues, and I've shared this many times, but one of my issues was saying that perfectionism is my problem. Is that I actually am a perfectionist in other areas. I always give the plays as an example, and I know I've shared this before, but like, I'm nowhere near the perfectionist that I used to be on you know little things that we do at church, or not. But like when I'm putting on a like a legit major production, oh, I'm a perfectionist, right? And so I'm always like, well, but I'm not a perfectionist in my home. But I think it was the rightness that was the problem. Is I felt like I don't know how to do these things that other people seem to know. And like my husband being a great, even though he won't say fluent Spanish speaker, I felt like, and here, let's just open up a big old can of worms here. Okay. But I felt like as a woman, I was supposed to know how to do this stuff because the implication or what people are implying or what I am inferring at least is that women know how to do this. And so When I felt completely clueless, not that I just wanted to do it perfectly. Yes, of course, I had this vision of it being done perfectly, but I legit didn't know what to do. Like I I was like, why is this hard? What am I supposed to do? The things I'm doing, which I think are the things I'm supposed to be doing, they're not having the effect that I thought they were supposed to have. They're not having the effect that they seem to have when other people seem to do these same things. I didn't know. And therefore it became an identity issue for me. And yet just giving up on that and saying, okay, I'm just going to, I'd already called myself a slob. You know, I'd called myself a slob and started this blog called a slob comes clean anonymously, of course, but I had already, you know, I was hiding, but I was also being very honest about, okay, this is a real problem and gave up on this. I'm supposed to know what to do. No, I'm admitting, I don't know what to do. And that allowed me to start doing it without this pressure of it has to be done right. It's like, no, I really, I really don't know. Just like for me, I can go to a Spanish speaking country and feel free to speak incorrectly. Which I I don't do that in a, like an insensitive way. I'm I don't want anybody to be like, she goes to a country and she just expects everybody to understand her. I, I really don't. But I, but I'm trying to communicate with people. Okay. But, but it's, it's helpful, right? I hope. I'm able to go because that's not part of my identity. I'm like, I am not walking into the country saying, Hey, I speak Spanish. I'm just saying, I know a tiny bit of Spanish. So I'm going to try it. I'm going to try it to achieve the purposes that I want to achieve. And that's ultimately what I did when I finally made a change in my house was I said, I, instead of, Oh, a woman is supposed to know these things right or wrong guys. I'm not, I'm not saying that I'm just saying that's how I felt have I come to a point where I get super irritated over this notion that women are just supposed to know this? Yes. I'm more irritated than the vast majority of the rest of the universe over that. Okay. So I don't take this as she is advocating for gender roles. And, um, so I'm going to leave a comment on her podcast. I'm going to like leave a review that says she says that women should know, I'm just saying it's a fact. That's one of the reasons why this is a harder issue for women. Is that there is an expectation and it makes you feel like, okay, there is legit something wrong with me because this seems to be so much. That's why, yes, men can have these same issues. And I'm not saying it doesn't cause, you know, problems for them. I'm not saying it doesn't sometimes cause um, identity issues for men as well. And yet, as a whole, from what I see, from what this is all anecdotal. Okay. This is my own experience. Plus the emails that I get from literally thousands of people, women. Okay. It is more of an identity issue for women. And so for me to just change that and say, I'm admitting, I don't, I don't have this figured out. I'm admitting, I, I, I don't know. This is not something that comes natural to me. I mean, that's, that's what I say when people, y'all know, when people find out what I do for a living, I try not to tell them, but if people find out what I do for a living, there are all kinds of assumptions. And so I, my, my little standard thing is I say, yeah, I said, but everything I teach, everything I write is all from the perspective of someone to whom this stuff does not come naturally. And that's me. I'm the person to whom this stuff does not come naturally that's kind of my little succinct thing. Like that is me. That's my identity. I've just accepted that I am not a native Spanish speaker. I am not a fluent Spanish speaker. I am not a good Spanish speaker, but I know a little bit of Spanish. And so I've identified me as the person who doesn't know what she's doing, but I'm going to try with what I've got. Same thing with that. I am the person to whom this home stuff does not come naturally. That's my identity. I'm going to stop hiding or pretending behind this, what I thought my identity was supposed to be of this is supposed to be natural. I mean, that's part of the whole reason why I always thought that at some point, this was going to be easy. At some point, I'm going to be a grown up, And grown up women know how to do this stuff. So it'll just be when I'm grown up. That's when I'll know how to do it. Well, guess what? I grew up and I still didn't know how to do it. So accepting this, I am the person to whom this does not come naturally. Now, part of the reason I like to say that is that I really like a reason, an opportunity to use the word whom correctly, but that doesn't help you. Does it? My kids claim it's not a real word. They mostly do that to get on my nerves. Cause they know it's one of my favorite, like using whom correctly makes me so happy. Okay. All right. So it's an opportunity. Right. So you can say, and people are like, oh, that's probably not how to say it. And you're like, yes, Dana said that that's how you're supposed to say it. So that's how you're supposed to say it to whom, right? If you could replace that, I'm just going to give a grammar lesson really quickly. If you could replace the who or the whom with he or him or she or her. Okay. But he or him is easier just because it has an M on the end. So if you would change the sentence to you know, this does not come naturally to her instead of to whom this does not come naturally or this does not come naturally to him. It would be whom, her, him, whom. If you say he is not naturally good at this, then it would be who is not naturally good at this. No one cares. My kids won't listen to this, but if they were listening, they would say, mom, you know that no one cares about that lesson you just gave, but I guarantee you there's three of y'all that care, right? Okay. So admitting that your identity is someone who to to whom this does not come naturally and that that is okay because we are fun people. We are interesting people. We are hilarious people. We have a lot of interests and a lot of things that we do. There's a lot of common threads y'all and we're great. We're great people. So accept who you are and say, okay, so I don't know the right way. All right. Now, what is the right way? Knowing what matters, knowing what moves the needles, the dishes matter. Doing five minute pickups matter. Getting stuff out of the house. Maintenance tasks are where it's at. See, that's incorrect grammatically, but whatever. Maintenance tasks are everything. That acceptance of this thing that was completely unnatural to me Doing maintenance tasks, not fun. And I'm a fun person. So accepting that the right way was to focus on maintenance tasks, meaning dishes, laundry, all that kind of stuff that I always thought I needed to get my house perfect before I focused on that kind of stuff. But instead realizing, oh, Oh, no, I need to start with those things. Those are the things. And if I don't do those, nothing else that I do is going to have the impact that I want it to have. Maintenance tasks are everything. That is right. It's not natural to me at all. But knowing it's right means I can keep my house under control. If I don't do maintenance tasks, nothing actually changes in my house. Nothing sustainably changes in my house. And be confident that every inch, stitch, sole, and logo is checked by experts. With eBay Authenticity Guarantee, you can trust that feeling of real is always in reach. Ensure your next purchase is the real deal. Visit ebay.com for terms. Just maintenance makes a house look like a normal house. That was my experience. If y'all know my story at all... I started so small. I started with doing the dishes. I was literally trying to think of what is the thing that is so hard for me. That seems to be a complete non-issue for people whose houses are under control. And it was dishes. They never had the backlog kitchen full counters covered with dishes. Like I always, always, always had. So, uh, I focused on dishes And then I added a few things here and there, like checking my bathrooms for clutter and doing five minute pickups, just doing those things. My house looked like a normal person's house, had more stuff in it there in the beginning than it should have. And yet just doing those things made all the difference. Doing the dishes is the most important task. That's the right thing. How many times when you look at your house and you're overwhelmed, do you think, I just don't know where to start? I just don't know what to do first. I just don't know what's right to tackle first. I'm telling you now, the right thing is the dishes. Okay. It's not going to be perfect. We've thrown that word completely out. That word is not helpful to me. Maybe it is for you, but it is not helpful. So we're going to take that off the table. We're just going to say, okay, then what do I do first in the midst of all this mess? I do the dishes. That's the right thing to do. It's right that dishes math is a thing. It's a fact. It's a fact of science and physics and math and all those types of other things that I don't want to think about, but it's true. Dishes math is real. Dishes math is that if I do the dishes every day, it takes me 20 minutes, maybe less. If I don't do the dishes and I wait two days to do the dishes, it's not double that. It's at least three times that. So it does not just, oh, I didn't, I skipped a 20 minute task yesterday, so today it's going to take me 40 minutes. No, today it's going to take me an hour, at least, because now I have to shift things around, and I can't get it all done in one, you know, dishpan full or dishwasher full or whatever. And then if I wait three days, now it's hours because now there's shifting, and there's all this different stuff that has to be done. It does not add up. Knowing that, knowing that dishes math is a thing, then helps me realize the rightness of doing the dishes right now, no matter what, because they're going to have to be done. And the longer that I wait, the more time they're ultimately going to take me to even do. If I will do them now, they're going to take less time than if I wait and do them, even those same five pots. If I wait three or four days it's going to take me a lot longer to do those. So doing the dishes, according to dishes math, that's right. Okay. Knowing that that's knowing what's right. I now know it's right to run the dishwasher when it isn't full, because it's more important for me to run it every day than it is for me to only run it when it's completely full. Because if I run it, If I wait a day because I've still got room for five more dishes, well, tomorrow I'm going to have 20 more dishes. And then I can't fit it all in there. And then I'm off my rhythm. And then dishes math starts adding up. Okay. So knowing that running the dishwasher, even when it isn't completely full, is the right thing to do allows me to, okay, but how did I learn all this? I learned it by doing it the wrong way first right? I learned it by justifying not running the dishwasher because there was still room in it. And then I learned it because I got so behind. Anyway. Yeah. It's also right because you use less water to run the dishwasher. And I know there are always people going, that cannot be true. It's true. Go Google it. Find it. Running the dishwasher takes less water than hand-washing. Someone said something, like, not the way I hand wash, and I was like, You wanna bet? Anyway, sorry. I get a little snarky sometimes. Um, but running the dishwasher takes less water. So if I'm running the dish, if I'm not running the dishwasher today to save water and I'm only gonna run it when it's full, but then tomorrow I have to run the dishwasher and wash 15 dishes, well, then I've wasted water, right? Like I'm using more water to do that than I would running the dishwasher both nights and my kitchen stays under control. Cause that's the right thing to do. Right. Um, knowing that stuff shifting isn't actually decluttering. That's right. Okay. So knowing what's right helps you identify what's wrong. It helps you identify, Oh wait, stuff shifting, just moving things around to a different place. Cause maybe it'll work there instead of getting things out of my house. That's wrong. That's the reason my house was hard to maintain because I was constantly keeping stuff in it instead of getting rid of it. When I was obsessed with things being perfect, well, then I I kept lots of stuff just in case I might ever need it because I didn't want to make a mistake, right? It felt like getting rid of something when I was decluttering that I might use one day. My that's where perfectionism does come in, right? Like you you're worried, what if I do the wrong thing? What if I get rid of something and then I end up needing it? That will have been a mistake. And so that's where perfectionism paralyzed me and made me hold on to things that I shouldn't have held on to. Where instead when I realized, "Oh, fact, stuff shifting's not decluttering. Fact, decluttering is getting stuff out of my house." Fact, the more stuff that leaves my house, the easier it is for my house to stand under control. Fact, the size of a space is the size of a space. And if I try to keep more than will fit in that space, then there is no hope of my house ever being under control. That's the container concept. If I realize those facts, those are all right, which then makes it right to declutter the thing that might be useful one day because it's the right thing for me to have more open space in my home for me to have less stuff to have to deal with and move and and tidy and all that kind of stuff, right? How many times am I going to say right in all the different contexts? Right is dealing with a splatter now instead of waiting until you clean the kitchen and it's a dried on thing that has to be chipped away and scrubbed and scraped. Right? <laughs> Whew. So obnoxious. So it's right for me to deal with these things now. For me to go ahead and wipe up the splatter while it is a very quick little wipe up instead of justifying and thinking, but it would make more sense if I wait until I actually clean the kitchen, because then I'll have all the right tools, everything ready. I'll have the, the soapy washcloth and I'll be able to do a really good job. And instead, if the actual, that feels like it's the right thing, but that's the perfectionistic thing to do. The right thing to do is to go ahead and wipe it up right now because then it's done and it's not a huge job in the future. But all of this is based on experience, right? All of this is based on figuring it out, which here's the big thing. Even those to whom this stuff looks natural, to whom this stuff comes naturally, they had to learn it too. Maybe they more naturally learned it. Maybe they saw things for the way it was a little bit more naturally than I did, but they still had to learn it, right? There's no perfect way to keep a house. There is literally no perfect way to keep a house. There's no one way to keep a house. Doing the right thing is doing what's not going to backfire on you. Doing the right thing is the thing that works for your personality and your house and how you roll. For me and for the vast majority of you listening, take it there now is the right thing to do. Why? Because I have the personality and a lot of you have the personality where we cannot do the take it all out method. We cannot pull everything out of a space. It just doesn't work. Right is what doesn't backfire. Keep boxes backfire. Keep boxes cause problems down the line for people like me. So, those are wrong for people like me. You do what you want to do in your house, right? Keep boxes would work in a perfect world. They would work if perfectionism was attainable. And yet, it isn't attainable and they just don't work for my personality. Nobody lives in a perfect world, right? But some people have the kind of personality where a keep box, where they just put things in that they want to keep and then they follow through and they go put things away and they don't have piles of keep boxes in their attic and in their garage, right? For 25 years. So is something perfect? Is this thing that you're wanting to do perfectly? Is it possible to do perfect or is would it only be possible in a perfect world? Because there is no perfect world. So if you could substitute the word perfect with ideal and this thing that you're thinking would still make sense, then maybe avoid that, right? If what you're doing is saying, if the world was perfect, this is how it would go. Eh, the world's not perfect. Life is not perfect. Life is messy, right? Right. Sometimes we want to resist something that's right because it's hard, right? Taking it there now is not fun. No one has ever said it's fun but it's right because of the way it actually plays out in real life. Okay. Now, however it helps you to think of it, think of it that way. Don't let anything in here stop you from making progress. If I said something and you were like, oh yeah, oh, that means I should do this, but I just can't throw it away. Ignore it. Do whatever you need to do to move things forward. But I hope it was helpful for some of you to hear my lots and lots of rambling. But just remember, overall, no matter what, better and less, those are our goals. That's why we have those goals, because they are the opposite of perfect. Better is right. Better is the thing that changed my house. As long as I was only looking at the faraway goal of my house is going to be perfect someday. It's going to be just like the magazines. I wasn't making any progress, any progress. But once I made my goal better, that's when I made progress. So better is right. Less, just focusing on, I'm going to feel successful if I have less in this space in a couple minutes than I do right now, or a less in this space when I stop decluttering than I have right now when I'm starting decluttering. If that is my goal and that helps me move forward, then less is the right way for me to think of it whatever stops you from actually getting something done, getting progress done, however small that's wrong. And a lot of times that's perfectionism. Better is necessary. Better is good. Better is right. Okay. I'm going to stop there. And just want to remind you if you need a coach to talk you through my five step non rambly process, right? Like it's very defined, it takes you right through the five steps. You can get a copy of that at uh, aslobcomesclean.com slash five when you sign up for my newsletter. You can get a copy of the five steps um, Decluttering the Speed of Life, Organizing for the Rest of Us. Those books both have those steps listed and explained. Uh, And yeah, if you need a coach to talk you through it, to help you work through it in your house go to declutteringcoaches.com. All right. I will talk to you all next week. Bye.